Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. We're joined today by co-directors of this wonderful new documentary film called The Computer Accent. That would be Sebastian Pardo and Real Rock Dector. The film is basically following this band called Yacht, this boundary-pushing pop group called Yacht, as they try something terrifying and new, handing over the reins of the entire creative process to artificial intelligence. Working with technologists and leading AI researchers, Yacht uses cutting-edge data analysis tools, machine learning, neural networking, and all kinds of other stuff. The film, again, is called The Computer Accent, and welcome to the program, Sebastian Pardo and Rael Rock Dector. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you so much. I uh, mentioned to you that I was familiar with the group Yacht. I caught up with them two or three, four albums into their career. Always mm-hmm. liked them. They, they, I always enjoyed the mix of this uh, kind of techno sound with a with a very different kind of pop sensibility. I felt like they're they're fun. They look the, the the music felt like people who are making music to have fun to basically to sort of that vibe to it. Yeah. And um, and the idea of AI is creeping into every corner of our lives. And so there's something inevitable about what we see in the film and by somebody. And mm-hmm. But how did you come into this process? I'll start with you, Sebastian. How did this project become yours? Sure. Um, Riel and I uh, run a company, a uh, film production company called Memory, and we normally serve as producers. And so, you know, projects come to us very organically where people might have an idea that's kind of unusual or left of center or is using the whatever medium it's operating in in a kind of new and interesting way and because of that i think we started to build a reputation that became you know a beacon for people working in this kind of way and it, it came to our attention through kind of the industry that there was this band uh a band we had to sign an nda we didn't know who it was but there was this band that wanted to record the process of making their next album using artificial intelligence. And at the time, you know, we were not particularly well versed in in AI or anything like that. We had the same kind of thumbnail sketch version of it that most people have of this kind of Skynet matrix notion to think of something that is so human and so kind of magical in music, right? This thing that can make 400 people in a room all bop their heads at the exact same time and juxtapose that with something that is so not human and is so kind of villainized uh that was just immediately provocative to us and we we met with the band and and uh really got along with them very well we just kind of hit it off and uh we thought that with the creative energy in the room and with how self-sufficient yacht is and how um we share that kind of ethos with them ourselves we thought it would make sense for us to become directors on this one and to shepherd the project through to completion Real, did you do a kind of a deep dive into what they were trying to accomplish with AI? Sort of, was there a learning curve involved for you? Or yeah, absolutely. I think there was a huge learning curve for all of us. Um, I think Yacht uh, obviously had done some more research into figuring out how to do this, but I think we were all starting kind of close to the beginning of what does this actually mean? Like, what tools are available? What programs? What companies? What institutions? can help with this. I think when we began the journey, all of us thought that maybe the future was a lot 
closer than it is in, in some way and that the band could just kind of upload all of the work they'd previously done into some you know kind of magic box and that it would spit out you know new songs uh, by them and that they the band would maybe just like have to put their name on it and say hey here's this album and not having done much kind of work and what you see in the film is obviously it was a lot different than that so i think we all kind of learn bit by bit you know what is oh ai is kind of this catch-all term but you know you see in the film like there's all these different aspects that are involved in you know making music like the notations the instruments uh the lyrics and all those things we had to kind of find different processes or the band had to find different processes in, in terms of how to do that using artificial intelligence and so through that we learned you know like what machine learning is what interpolation is what you know all these different things involved with the technology and like where it was at at the time and you know honestly like 2022 like so much of that stuff has advanced so quickly that you know even while making the film we're watching these things that were you know uh some institution like google being like um okay we'll help you we'll do this thing it's going to take a long time and you know here's like some code you have to add to your computer and uh and then you know like a year later that's like a plug-in on you know ableton or something so like it moved so quickly um but yeah i think we're all starting from a very similar position and and just learned a great deal and i think we wanted to impart that process to an audience you know like what we learned and what we thought was important to know in order to like follow the journey of the film and i think in a lot of ways it's it demystifies it. The, the film goes a long ways in demystifying it, as well as um, blowing up any kind of the conception that just what you said, you just put your the, the lyrics, new lyrics and into a, a computer blender and out pops the new yacht album. And that's right. not the case. And it is much more labor intensive than I would have expected it to be a, a I'd like to describe just a little bit about Yacht. I gave my thumbnail description of them early, um, earlier, and I'm just curious. Uh, what, how would you characterize it, Sebastian? I'll go back to you and ask. Uh, sort of, what is it? What do they sound like? Uh, it's interesting because I come from a sensibility that um, maybe runs from pop things. Uh, those are maybe too um, maybe they're too earnest for me or something like that. But I actually really appreciate conceptually that the way to grapple with our time and to kind of like um, inject ideas into culture are actually, you kind of have to do it through a pop mechanism. And I always appreciated that they have like this deep subversion baked into them, yet they're writing what are essential, you know, essentially catchy pop songs. And that kind of uh, wrestling I think is actually super interesting. And so, to do something that's somewhat transgressive, like write, you know, allow AI into your process while trying to make pop songs. Um, I think, yeah, I think maybe people aren't used to something that's closer to an art practice or is maybe seen as like high um, in a medium that is maybe normally more considered low, right? But that's that's where the interesting conversations happen. That's where the, the um, kind of, big big um culture shifts happen. you know i always used to argue that you know you can have 500 people go to a gallery and see something mind-blowing but 
it stays there. And those 500 people, you know, two of them might work in commercials and fight, figure out a way to put it into a commercial that everyone sees on TV. And those are the ways that ideas are actually communicated through culture is kind of in big mass media. And it takes a while for things to move from the far edge of the gallery to the center and pop. And I think that's why what Yacht is kind of doing. There are people who very much live in this kind of intellectual or kind of art place. And they're constantly trying to bring in those ideas to, again, shiny, shimmering, electronic, danceable music. And I think that's um, that's super interesting. Yeah. Uh, what Just before we go any further, I'd also just give a name, put out their names here. Yacht consists of <laughs> sure. Jonah Bechtolt, Claire L. Evans and Robert Kayswetter. And they've been around a little while now. They've, I think, uh, I think I saw like, they're up to about eight, seven or eight um, albums that they put out. I'm sure a variety of singles. They're, they're a, a, a band that has history, real history. And they have always sounded a little bit different. Yeah. And uh, this is no, this is no exception. Which proved a challenge, which proved a challenge. You know, if they were the Ramones or something like that, it would be a lot easier, a lot easier to, to stamp out new songs in their distinctive style. But because they are constantly were kind of reinventing themselves and they've gone through different lineups and they've always approached things so conceptually, it, it was a real challenge for them to kind of nail a distinctive yacht sound. And I think that was part of what actually intrigued them about the project was like, I think Claire says it, is there a secret formula that they're not aware of because they're too close to it, to their music? And in becoming aware of that, can you push yourselves to do something different or new or refine the thing that you already do well? Um, and so that that is part of the themes of the movie is kind of like using AI as a mirror to ourselves. And that's true on a um, societal human level and it's true on an artistic level and it's true for them in this process, you know, that they had to be a lot more intentional about the things that used to be very, not intellectual, very kind of instinctive. Yeah. Well, going back just real quick and quick summary of music over the last 100 years, but there was <laughs> resistance to amplification of music, right? The, the electric guitar was a, considered to be a bridge too far for some people. Yeah. And then you start getting into um, the use of some enhancing technology, looping, whatever it might be, those were always thought in some quarters thought to be uh, just not artistic or somehow cheating in some manner of speaking, an artistic cheat of some, in some way. But again, in the film, and this is one of the beauties of the film, by the way, the film is called the computer accent is along the way we get to meet all the people in the business of artificial intelligence. And we get academia, we get the technicians, we get trailblazers, pioneers in the, in the field. So we get to see not only Yacht and what they're trying to accomplish here, but we're also introduced into the world in a way that I said earlier is demystifying, is sort of a greater understanding and only help us all have a better opportunity. I'm hoping that someday it doesn't automatically start launching nuclear weapons because of threat assessments, but, but nonetheless, putting that aside, putting my fear <laughs> aside, there are so many things to be, <clears throat> to be gleaned from what we see in the film and real um let's let's talk about that part of the film that part where we get uh, uh an education in the field of artificial intelligence that was the biggest challenge for us as filmmakers is to find to thread that needle of like what's you know what is too much to give to an audience and what you know is enough for them to continue on the journey with the band and 
try and understand what they're doing. And, and yeah, I think for us, as we were learning about artificial intelligence and machine learning, it was demystified to us at, to a certain degree. You know, we, we kind of understood like these machines or these algorithms that have been created um, and watching machines like learn, like, you know, we certainly have seen like with uh, AlphaGo, like um, we can, we've, we as humans have trained a machine to beat chess, right? To win chess for forever, right? But that doesn't necessarily mean that because that computer now knows chess, I mean, it doesn't even know what chess is. It just knows like if it follows these rules at a certain, you know, makes these calculations, it will win. Um, that that algorithm isn't going to then leap and decide, oh, I need to kill humanity, right? Um, <laughs> so being able to separate that, um, I think is very useful. And I think the other part of it, and I think Kenrick says it well in the film, AI is us, right? And I think that's a big uh, point in the film. It, you know, it's not separate from us. That we we it is the accumulation of everything we as humans have research studied conceived of it is the accumulation of us you know there there's certainly there's animals and plants and things we will never understand these machines that are an outgrowth of, of us so I, I don't know i think it's perpetually been a fear in our in civilization human civilization yeah. that there's something other that we create that will kill us um but really it's it's us <laughs> yeah well i mean you know, uh, you know frankenstein right i mean you can go back as far as you want in literature right the, yeah, that is absolutely. this is really truly the manifestation of the frankenstein syndrome where we create a monster and we're unable right. to control it and i, I, I think there's a genuine reason to be concerned about something akin to that in terms mm -hmm. of just understanding it but it's always better mm -hmm. to understand it than it is to fear it right, and i think right. that's what I see in the film and what, what I think the people you talk to are reassuring us, listen, yeah. this is something that we have to be inordinately afraid of. We should be concerned, but not afraid of, right? Right. I think there's levels of fear, right? Obviously, right. there is the chance that, you know, the same way you could, you know, we, we fear, I don't know, terrorist hijacking a nuclear weapon and, and destroying, um, destroying us, like, yeah, there's probably some algorithm virus that could be unleashed that could shut down a lot of our, the systems we rely on to live. Like these, these are real fears. I think the kind of lower end fears that are also discussed in the film is like, what does this mean for musicians? Yeah, you know, exactly. what does this mean for artists? Right. And I think automation is a real topic of discussion. I think things, more and more things in our society are being automated. Uh, out, you know, is that is that good for like really hard manual labor jobs to cease to exist and uh, being replaced by machines? But you know, I think people think about that. They don't really think about yeah, what does it mean for artists to be kind of out of work, right? And I think right. something we touch on on the film a little bit is something we I think maybe hoped we were able to kind of explore more. But this kind of difference between artistic music and art and functional music and you know, functional music would be, you know, what is playing in the background of a YouTube video or in your elevator or I don't know, wherever yeah. you're trying to use music in a way that you're not having to license like a Taylor Swift song or something like you want to just have some music to play. Now, I think professional artists maybe as a way to live were paid to make that kind of music historically. And more and more of that kind of music is being moved to AI. I mean, there's literally sound like um 
mixes on Spotify that like, you know, Spotify just like generates new music using AI now. It's just like background music. They're like, well, why do we have to pay an artist? We'll just pay our own machine to do it, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, that's, a new, that's new to me. I didn't know that. That's happening. So that's, one could say, well, that leaves more time for artists uh, but also leaves them with less <laughs> income. So, I, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, these are things to, to, to discuss and talk about. Um, you know, I don't think our society is really built to favor artists on the whole. Yeah, there's there's companies that are looking at the algorithms replace the function of artists in certain regards. You know, well, that's, but there's you always going to be artistic music that, that is wholly original, right? that's what we look towards. We look to artists to create something new, something we haven't heard of. Right. Uh, well, that's always the tension, right? There is always the tension between art and commerce. And if you can do it for free, you'll, you'll try it for companies can benefit from it, then they will. But right. um, I, at the end of the day, this is a very, like I said earlier, a humanizing film, fun, interesting. It, it takes something that we're familiar with making music with these artists mm-hmm. too. We may or may not have heard of, but nonetheless, the music itself lends itself to open up your eyes and ears to what they're doing. And then very interesting personalities who I think you spend the right amount of time to where we get to know each one of them and their journey as musicians. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it is about the connection that we invest in in what they're doing. And then we're along for the journey, really. Thank you for this. Again, the film is called The computer accent and it is in theaters but starting november 16th and um you can sign up to the newsletter we we plan to do more uh events and promotion and online screenings and stuff like that uh going into next year fantastic one last thing before i let you go i mentioned uh, to you before we got started uh the work that you did with theo anthony uh called all light everywhere i just want to bring people's attention back to that film. It's one of my favorite documentaries of the last couple of years and congratulations on working with him. And I know he continues to work uh, in in very creative ways in the field, but um, for people who have not heard of it, I urge you to seek it out all light everywhere. Won a special jury prize for nonfiction experimentation at Sundance in 2021, well-deserved and just a really uh, challenging and interesting look at the world we live in now and where we need to be. I thought there was just so many interesting ideas in the film and congratulations on your work with Theo Anthony as well. Thank you so much. We're very proud of that one. Yeah. And we actually worked on both those films at the same time. And, you know, both of them, you know, kind of tackle the future of artificial intelligence and machine learning and the impact these algorithms will have on us. One in the you know, in the case of surveillance and policing and another in terms of art. So, you know, it was really exciting to be able to kind of jump back and forth um, on both of them yeah, the last few years. Well, continue your run, if you will, of, of creative uh, output and uh, come back anytime. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.